With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Congratulations on this album, Alex. It is an absolutely fantastic album, so congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Now, this is the second album of a trilogy, so I was wondering if you could start off by telling us a little bit about what you were hoping to achieve with this album and what this album brings to the trilogy. Well, it was a desire for us to 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 restart, uh, you know, the, the music journey also uh, with a with a story, uh, not from the very beginning, because uh, after doing two big sagas uh, for a period of time, we didn't want to do that, but we felt that. Um, Starting with the Eight Mountain, with this new story, was the right thing to do. And basically, Glory for Salvation is the second chapter of this new Rhapsody of Fire saga. At this time of the story, the year opened his eyes and uh, realized the, the reality around him, understand that he will have to fight uh, with all his power and strength to accomplish all his goals. So there is really a connection with our daily life. A lot of people ask me that. But anyway, it's, uh, we try to, to deliver a metaphor and to drive people to believe in themselves and make them realize that every one of us has a second chance. And in order to do so, we have to work hard for it, for it of course. T- tell us a little bit about how the band writes out the sagas. What's that process like when you first have an idea and you write out the idea for the saga, but then have to turn it into 12 or 13 songs? Well, first of all, well, the, the process is, uh, the music starts first, the music comes first. I compose uh, music by myself, I create music uh, and songs by myself, as well with Robbie, because uh, he's a great guitar player, he has a lot of guitar riffs and you know, guitar ideas. So we combine this, uh, you know, uh, working process, and only after that, uh, normally, I also prepare a demo version of every song, drums, bass, and real guitars that I get from Robbie. And uh, I do basic arrangements and create also vocal lines, all the choirs, all the harmonies, etc. So, based on that, uh, we we give the melody to Giacomo and uh, he starts writing the, the lyrics accordingly. Awesome. So, Alex, tell us a little bit about some of the instruments on this album, because there are some very, very beautiful sounding instruments that we don't always hear on albums on this album. Tell us a little bit about some of the the instruments that people can expect to hear on this album. Well, yes. Well, first of all, uh, I, I can say we were very lucky because we I flew to Italy last year in, in summer, and we recorded all the vocalists in Giacomo's uh, house. He has a, a nice studio, little studio under the house, so we could stay there and work in peace. So there we did all the vocals, all the choirs, 
and all the solo instruments that I decided to, to use in this album. So we have uh, the William Pipes, we have the Celtic Harp, we have the, the, the fiddle, the low fiddle. So we have a lot of Celtic uh, Irish instruments, as well as uh, violin, viola, cello, and uh, a lot of flutes for my play from, by my brother, of course. So we have a lot of solo instruments. And this gives a, a very special sound to, to the parts I wanted to highlight, you know what I mean? So we, in the, on the eighth album we had a full orchestra, but on this album I decided to use m more single instruments and uh, concentrate uh, on that uh, kind of uh, more intimistic sound, if, if, we, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I do. And as a, as a composer, how do you know what instrument is right for each song? But also, how do you know when a song is written, what instruments you want to use on each track? <laughs> That's an interesting question because uh, I do that for example. I do that all the time. I just write down stuff in the, on a text, on a simple text document. So, for example, the song Terrell the Hawk, it, it, uh, I started composing it because I just wrote down, I want to use a William Pipe, I want to use a Celtic harp, I want to use this instrument and do this kind of song. And that was the basically the, the stimulation that I have. I, I stimulate myself with ideas, of course, and uh, so just knowing I wanted to have to use this uh, Celtic, Irish, uh, uh, Scottish uh, kind of sound, I composed the song. So there's also a lot, uh, also another factor which is important. I, I was with Giacomo recording vocals, and I asked him uh, if he knows somebody that plays the William Pipes. And he knew somebody that lived like 10 minutes uh, away from where we were. And the guy came and he, he's a fantastic, brilliant, professional uh, William uh, Pies player. So sometimes uh, also I got lucky, you know, with, with a situation like that. Yeah. Are you forever discovering new instruments as well? Like, do you act actively go out and, and seek out new instruments? No, not really, but I always keep an open eye on uh, everything that uh, it could give me some uh, inspiration and could fit uh, with the music of Rhapsody of Fire. In the past, uh, well, uh, you know, I've, uh, we have used a lot of, of, lot of instruments and we use a lot of uh, Baroque uh, medieval uh, recorders, we use Sembalo, we use... Uh, viola da gamba, all these particular instruments that normally they are played in baroque ensemble and uh, we, my brother played the duduk which is an Armenian uh, instrument often used from Hans Zimmer for example and uh, there are some instruments that really when you hear them it's, it really opens up your, your, your heart because they are so if, you are, <laughs> if they are greatly played they really do something special to when, when you listen to them and it creates some atmosphere that are so unique and you cannot achieve that with a keyboard. Definitely. You mentioned Hans Zimmer there as well and when I listened to this album I heard a movie soundtrack. This this album sounds like it needs to be 
the soundtrack of, of some epic fantasy film. Is that something that, that you would love to do one day with Rhapsody of Fire, write a, a movie soundtrack? Well, yes, <laughs> that's, that's a dream. Uh, actually, I, I did a soundtrack for uh, my longtime friend, Neil Johnson, and uh, he's a movie director, actually he also lived in Australia for many, many years. And um, I did uh, the soundtrack of a movie called Rock Warrior, Robot Fighter, yep. and it was the best experience I, I could ever imagine, because normally with Rhapsody of Fire, I create music imagining uh, images and you know natural landscapes you know it, it's really helping to look at photos to remember experience that I did in mountains by myself in forests it, there's always a deep connection with nature when I compose but when you really have images on your computer with uh, you see the shooting you see the, the situation etc you have to build music on top it was one of the best things and very easy for me actually it was I, I was uh, really working every day and all ideas flowing just by watching the, 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 the images. So, yes, definitely, yes, that's something that uh, I would love to do, of course. Alex, you just mentioned nature there being a big inspiration for you. Are you someone that that loves to go out into nature on long walks and things like that to get inspiration from the nature that's around you? Yeah, yes. Yeah, but normally when I do that, it's not that I'm seeking for musical inspiration because it's a big part of my life. So when I go into the nature, I just don't want to think about anything, but just enjoy the moment, you know. So, yes. And uh, as you can see from the latest uh, video clip we just released, we have a very strong connection with music. We went to shoot this video clip uh, uh, very high, you know, in a very, uh, it was like 2,000 meters, and uh, it was super cold and windy, you know, but it's, it's a rough weather, but this is what uh, we connect with. And, and yes, I, I love going to the mountains and working in the forest and really being in touch with the nature. I always had this in my, my life since I was a kid. You mentioned earlier about working with a choir with this album. Was it difficult to have a choir together with all the COVID restrictions and everything that was going on? And and how did those quarantines and lockdowns affect this album getting put together? Regarding the choirs, as I said, uh, I was in Italy last summer, in summer 2020, and the moment was uh, a bit better, so there was no, there were not restrictions in play, in place, so we could organize uh, the opera choir and the rock choir, which we use different singers for for for, for this uh, for those choirs, and yeah, basically it was was uh, everything was fine, like normal normal situation, but. Yeah, it's true that uh, we were on tour in 2000, uh, when it was, I don't, 2019, so we, we had to go back home. We still had to do some some shows to, to do, but uh, we had to really to stop it. But I must say that uh, besides the gym being closed for a few months here in London, I was, I was okay to be at home and have uh, a lot of time to work. For me, it was a... Time-wise was a blessing, I must say, because I did many, many things and uh, could accomplish the production the way I wanted. 
as it was or anyway it was programmed like that so I had no 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 really big, big problems for that we've just come out of a, a lockdown that lasted 230 days and everybody's celebrating being back out now what does it feel like for you being back out there and being able to do shows once again well it's a great feeling and uh, in fact we we organized uh, 30 shows around europe and this is going to start uh, mid-january until mid-february and uh, hopefully we are going to do that we, i think we are one of the very first bands going out there and uh, yeah i hope everything will be fine and it's a very good feeling but still um, you know i'm very cautious I, I really want to see if this is really happening or not it's uh, really hard to believe but we are positive definitely yeah we're, we're the same here we keep on thinking are we going to get put back in lockdown sometime as well um alex I, I know we are running out of time very, very quickly, so I wanted to ask before I go, what would you like to say to all of your Australian fans out there before they go out and grab this album? But also, is the hope in the future to head to Australia for a tour at some stage as well? Well, it's always a dream, a dream to come to Australia to play. It's a, it's a long way to go, but we would love to do that. And personally... If, if the band comes, I, I will stay there for, for a while, you know, because uh, I have a few friends uh, that uh, visited or they lived in Australia and they told me how great the, the, the country is. And uh, regarding uh, fans, we know we have uh, quite some fans uh, over there. And, uh, well, we are trying to, we are trying to organize that. We are, we are now working on expanding the tour and uh, in 2022 we hope to go in many more country and countries and, uh, you know, we, as a band, we are ready to play anywhere, you know. And so if the, the moment is right and, you know, and we have the chance, we would fly over tomorrow if it would be possible you know what i mean so yeah definitely yes it's something we are considering every time we release an album we want to tour we always say we should go in australia every time we say that (laughs) that would be amazing and mate to finish off what would you like to say to all of your fans here in australia before they go out and grab the album as well well they should just they should just go out and buy the album and then, uh, you know, <laughs> and then uh, make their own mind about it. You know, I invite all of you, and uh, it's, this is really important. It's not like uh, me begging or what, but it's important to buy physical copies. We do our best to, to, to generate uh, the best uh, musical content, the best lyrical content, the best graphics, and uh, we have a fantastic team now. I think the, the last two records, especially this last one, Lolly for Salvation, it uh, contained one of the best graphics we ever did, and uh, we did. Uh, we, we want to support visually the music that we do, and uh, also we have a very special limited box. We have so many things that uh, I hope fans will appreciate and uh, buy to collect and to have. So it's this really still a very important part for a musician that fans buy the, the, the physical copies, and we we count on that, and uh, you know. Hopefully we are going to see each other on tour. So it, it's it's a really a great communion of of uh, energy 
between uh, the band and the fans when you know the fans really appreciate the music they buy the records and they come to the shows and uh, that's the best thing that can happen step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.